Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges. Cannot play with him. Rick Gosselin. Cannot win with him. And Clark Judge. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. On Yahoo Sports Radio. I want winners. Our next guest is someone who is as familiar to you as she is to us. Andrea Kramer has been covering the NFL for years and is now the chief correspondent for the NFL Network, as well as correspondent for HBO's Real Sports with Brian Gumbel. She's covered more than 20 Super Bowls, was the first female producer for NFL films, was the first female correspondent for ESPN, and is now part of CBS's We Need to Talk, the first all-female nationally televised weekly sports show. Andrea's won two Emmys has been named the best TV interviewer in the business of covering the NFL by the LA Times, and has been listed as one of the 10 greatest female sportscasters of all time. And today, well, today, she's ours, at least for the next 10 minutes she is. Andrea, thanks for joining us. Wow, that's quite an introduction. Thank God a moment, the three of you, who are like the Mount Rushmore of, of NFL writers, so I feel like uh, it's, all, it's all, coming, all, all coming together here, guys. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> well, hopefully we have more life than Mount Rushmore, Andrea. Listen, I'm going to start with the softball question here. Softball question. How does someone... You, Clark? You? Yeah. Really? Yeah, softball? that's right. I'm lobbing yeah, it up baseball, to you. Baseball, obviously. There you go. I, I'm lobbing it to you. How does someone who graduated cum laude at the University of Pennsylvania with a triple minor in English, sociology, and anthropology, and who once performed with the Philadelphia Civic Ballet Company, wind up covering the National Football League. You know, it was actually really funny because when I would sit in rehearsals for, for ballet, I'd have my headphones on listening to the Eagles game when, oh. as, as, a, as a little kid. You know what? That's God's honest truth. You know, I've loved football since I was about eight years old, and... Um, I was very lucky that I had parents that thought it was okay for little Andy, cute little Andy, to like football, because back then it wasn't exactly the norm. As I always like to say, some little girls had Barbie, I had Larry Zonka, but you know, I've loved football my whole life. And But growing up, truthfully, you know, maybe unlike you guys, I never thought that I could write about it or talk about it or, or commentate about it, so it just was never something that I thought that I could do. You know, even in college, I mean, my triple minor may sound impressive, but what it really meant is that I learned to read, write, and research, which certainly has served me well. Uh, but I've, I've loved sports my whole life, and um, I've always said that there's two genre of women that cover sports. There's the women who grew up loving sports, and oh, by the way, I get to talk about it or, or write about it. And then there's women who want to be on television or whatever it is. Oh, sports sounds cool. And clearly, I am of the first group because... I feel very lucky that here was the passion that I had when I was growing up, and I got to make a career out of it, and, and, and lucky to continue to be able to do so. Andrew, we had uh, Amy Trask on here a few weeks back. She, of course, had a long and illustrious career with the Raiders. Uh, we asked her if she considered herself a pioneer. So we'll ask you the same question. Do you see yourself as a pioneer? Well, I, I guess, Rick, it just means that I've been around a long time. <laughs> so, so join the crowd. The first yeah, group. join the crowd. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know, the longevity is something that we should all, believe me, we should all be very proud of. I guess, though, Rick, in just in the sense that I was, as you know, Clark mentioned in my, in my intro, you know, I was the first to do various things in my career, and I'm proud of that. But I'll, I'll never forget, and you guys will appreciate this, I don't want to date myself here now, but, you know, it was 1982. It was the first time I was, I was covering sports, and it was after the season had just, the regular season had just ended, and Mike Quick the great wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles was going to the Pro Bowl. So I got permission 
which I needed to go into the locker room because women were not allowed in the locker room on non-game days. So I got special dispensation from the Eagles to go in, and I'm sitting there with my little recorder because I was in print at the time, sitting sort of in adjacent lockers with my quick, and we're just talking about football. We're just talking, and I and all of a sudden he looks at me and goes, well, you don't really know what you're talking about. And I kind of laugh and I go, yeah, well, what else am I doing here, do you think? And, you know, I never, I just kept the blinders on. I never thought, wow, I have to prove myself or anything like that. And um, and I think it's, it's served me well all these years just to kind of to, to keep the focus on, on what I'm doing and not get intimidated by people who, uh, who, you know, for whom I was in the minority. Obviously, as Clark pointed out with that intro, you know, you've had uh, a number of, a long list, actually, of notable achievements. Between the three of us, we have one achievement. We know each other. That's about it. But, uh, <laughs> but you have a lot of uh, notable achievements. Uh, and I'm just, what's the one you value the most when you when you think about uh, your career? Well, ironically, it's, you know, for all of the, as Clark pointed out, you know, 20-some Super Bowls and, and the stories that are going for all, for all of the, as much as I love football, I have to admit, guys, that, that, that what I'm really proud of is that um, in about an eight-month stretch, I got to cover my first Olympics, which was Beijing, and it was Michael Phelps achieving something I think we'll never see, one individual winning eight gold medals in a single game. So I went from Michael Phelps, historic run, to what some believe is the greatest Super Bowl of all time, which was the Cardinals and Steelers, you know, the little, uh, you know, tap catch and you know to win the game and um i and and of course the james harrison run back so that was a pretty special period of time but um i also like to say that i've been lucky enough to to cover the two greatest michaels in all sports the aforementioned mr phelps and of course you know michael jordan i did all six of his championships uh with the Bulls. so i mean i i am glad that i have gotten to expand beyond football but there's no question that football is my love and uh you know, to be able to have had, I mean, I, I, I hate to think about this, but it is true. I've probably done more television stories on the NFL than any other any other human alive, which is a little frightening, but that's what happens when you cover the league for 30-some years. Um, but I'm proud of that. I'm proud of, you know, the stories I've broken, the interviews I've done, and the first that I've, that you know, the, the, the first, you know, exclusive stories that I've been able to get and getting people to talk and really, show themselves, you know, on and off the field. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty proud of that. We're talking with sports reporter extraordinaire Andrea Kramer. And Andrea, as you mentioned, you've covered a zillion sports and an awful lot of events, including the Olympics. So my question is, what was the most memorable of all those events and why? Uh, well, it probably, it probably has to be the, um, the, the Beijing Olympics, only because, you know, as, as someone who loves sports, you know, anytime you can be, you can be a part of history, and it's interesting, and, and you'll probably be able to relate to this. I remember waking up the morning of the final day of, of swimming at, in Beijing, and you know, you realize that this could be it. He could himself could achieve something that no one's ever done: eight gold medals. And you know, we're always primed, just like the athlete. It's like asking the athlete at the end of his career, you know. Do you have any perspective? What do you want people to remember? What's your legacy? And they really can't do it until they're out of the game. So that's just how we're all wired. But I remember thinking, wow, you know, I'm going to be on the cusp of history. You know, he's going to get out of the pool and he's going to walk about 10 steps and talk to me. And it was an amazing feeling to, to watch history unfold. That was pretty special because, as mentioned, I just don't think we're ever going to see anything like that again. 
So, uh, so that was, that was pretty special, I think. And you've covered, like Clark said, a zillion uh, events and athletes. Who's the best interview? Who's the worst interview? Todd Christensen. The yes. late, and it's so yep. sorry, it's so scary to say the late Todd Christensen. But boy, they don't make them like that anymore. You know, they don't make the players who are just irreverent and they don't care what they have to say. I, I will tell you something. I, I'm gonna, I will tell you guys this, and again, you're all going to relate to this. When Bounty Gate broke, and there was obviously we know what happened and how controversial it was and things of that nature. I remember a story that I did for ESPN for the Super Bowl, which we aptly named, this is 1997, Smash for Cash. And basically what it was, was a story about how players, here this is a shock, players make wagers on various things, the number of hits, the number of sacks, the number of tackles, whatever it is, and they have a pot, and they put the money in the pot. And so I had all these people talking on camera about it in a very, very open way, telling stories. One player's telling a story about how it was their worst tackling game ever because they didn't wrap up that game because they were so thinking about getting the money of that pot. And the bottom line is this. You watch this story that was filmed in 1997 with how open these players were and how complete completely, completely not thinking about, you know, the quote-unquote health and safety issues. And then you look at that story in the prism of what we've had the past couple of years, and you wouldn't even believe it's the same league. Not only would you never have players that open and that, you know, real about what went on, but it would be so politically incorrect. And as it turns out, by the way, here's what's really interesting. The NFL Players Association ended up getting a copy of that story. And it was part of their it was part of their presentation, just just showing this is nothing new. The idea of wagering on on certain things in a game uh, that they they held up my story as an example. This is back from 1997. So, talk about you know how times have changed, especially in terms of how the athletes themselves have gone from being so forthright and open and telling stories and telling you what was really going on to now, where you know as we as we well know, a lot of players just resort to you know social media to get their own message out that they that a lot of people don't even really want to talk to the media much to our dismay i'm sure i know how true that is uh andrea i went from the raiders in the 70s and 80s to the patriots in 2010 that's not to make you jump <laughs> off a bridge but uh, uh just, just wondering what was the most difficult question you ever had to ask a, a player and did was it hard for you to do uh are we talking just in football or are we talking any sports uh, any, any sports, sports fine but well any sports got to be talking to Michael Jordan about his gambling issues. And um, that was one of the things I was really, that I was really proud of in my career was um, I did the first interview with Michael Jordan when he came back to the NBA the first time. And um, it was written actually, um, believe it or not, by somebody that, that I know Clark knows well, Chuck Nevius in the San Francisco Chronicle. It was written, you know, um, Diane Sawyer, Ed Bradley, Dan Rather, they all tried to get Michael Jordan's first interview, but who got it? It was Andrea Kramer. And why? Because she's known him all these years. He knows what he's getting with her. She shoots straight with him, and she's built up the relationships with him. And I was very proud of that. And one of the things we did talk about is we talked about gambling. We talked about his father's death. You know, and, and when you're talking about Michael Jordan, that's a dicey situation. But listen, guys, I've always believed that you can ask somebody anything if you ask it respectfully and if you ask it fairly. If, look, if you have an antagonistic tone in your voice, why would anybody want to answer anything? But I think if you just, if you lay out the facts and you ask it in a non-judgmental way that you can ask anything. So 
that was certainly something that resonated for me. Uh, you know, not the easiest subject matter, but something that certainly I, I, I did address because, you know, look, I, I just think that especially today, we have to be able to ask anything. I always say, I ask, you don't have to answer, but I think that you have to sit there and go, what, what do people really want to know? And those are the questions that you ask. Andrea, unfortunately, we got to go, but I want to tell you, thank you, one, for the time, and two, best of luck with the rest of the season. And we're going to see you out in Santa Clara in February, right? You will indeed. And guys, it truly is a pleasure. I mean, look, we've, we've gone back many decades and, you know, relationships over the years. And I really, really appreciate your thinking about me to have me on. And I think just the whole concept of the network is, is terrific. And uh, yeah, let's, let's definitely not forget about the about Hall of Fame talk. I love it. Thank you so much for having me on. <laughs> That's Thanks, a deal, Andrea. Thanks, Thank Andrew. you. Appreciate it. That was Andrea Kramer. And this is the Talk of Fame Network. We'll take a break. But when we return, we have some very interesting guests coming to our door. 